Well, well, well. So much wonderful things have had this, so I'm interpreting the Holy Spirit saying the following to me. Hughes, don't screw this up. I don't know about you, but it's been a great week of celebration as we've been leaning in to this time of anniversary. 176 years young. I have the following main point of the sermon. I would love for you to write it down as it's something that I'm going to circle back around to and it goes as following. Rooted in Christ, we are never becoming old. We are becoming timeless. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Rooted in Christ, we are never becoming old. We are becoming timeless. Now, as I penned that phrase this week, I had to also admit the following. But truth be told, sometimes I feel old. Now, that happens for many and various reasons. For example, one of the questions I ask upon going to a restaurant or venue is, how loud is it going to be? That's never a question that I used to ask. You know, I always was the person that said, turn it up. But now I'm just kind of saying, turn it down. (laughs) Perhaps that's best exemplified, though, by a story that happened just weeks ago in my neighborhood. Some of you probably know where I live by now. It's right off of Cedar Street, headed to the bypass, right before Northside Baptist. And I would say, by and large, that neighborhood reflects Peace and quiet, two words which I deeply love and appreciate. Except this one night, a month or so ago, wherein the whole house, and I kid you not, even to the very walls, began to shake and tremble. Now, at first I thought earthquake, but then I remembered it's Carrollton, Georgia. Relax. But then I began to realize that's no earthquake. That is, in fact... Some jackleg teenager coming through our neighborhood with speakers on blast. So, putting on my bathroom and my bed slippers and with broom in hand, I went out on the front lawn ready to rant and rave, saying, turn it down! A teenage neighbor who lives across the way was out in the yard, and I asked him, what in the world is that? And he said, and I quote, they're just bumping out to Bad Bunny. (laughs) Now, at first, I thought, dear God, there's animal abuse involved. (laughs) But then, upon further goggle search... I learned that bumping out means having that stereo turned up all the way, bass loaded. And then I learned that Bad Bunny is in fact a Latino rapper. All is well. Until that jackleg comes back in my neighborhood and I have to once again go out on the lawn and look for them. Now if that is a youth in our church, please keep quiet right now. But the truth of the matter is, is that yeah, Sometimes I do feel old. Our friendly neighborhood ABC packaging store known as Cheers, oddly enough located on Baptist Boulevard, had the following quote as I joined those who were on the fourth floor. I recently turned 40 and now I'm 41. It said, 40 
is the old age of youth, but the youth of old age. So for some of you who are thinking, come to me when you're 70, 80, I do have some room to venture here. Sometimes I feel a little bit old, but then there's this other theme that is coming up in my life, and I attribute much of it to being a part of this faith community known as First Baptist Church. I'm also feeling that God is doing a work within me because I'm rooted in Christ here that makes me become timeless. Now, what does timeless mean? Well, timeless, per the dictionary, means not affected by the passage of time. But I think more appropriately for me in my personal journey with Jesus, it means that timelessness acknowledges age, but is the antidote to becoming old. Now, I don't know about you, but that's something I never wanted to be described as. He's so old, people would say, with that mixture of pity and derision. But no, I I feel like God is making me become timeless. My worship is more sincere. My, My gratitude is deeper. Some might even say your patience suffers longer. I feel like while I acknowledge my age through timelessness, I'm not getting older. And I would say the same is true for us, First Baptist Church, at 176 years young. Perhaps Samuel Oldman says it best about timelessness. He says, nobody grows old merely by a number of years. We grow old by deserting our ideals. You are as young as your faith, as old as your doubt, as young as your self-confidence, as old as your fear, as young as your hope, as old as your despair. Timeless never means dying, death, or the end. Timeless only means new beginnings because we are always becoming something bold and beautiful. Timeless is like that oak tree on your worship bulletin. Something that's rooted in something that continues to give it life across its many years of existence. And you never look at a regal oak tree and you think old. You think age. But you think timelessness has an indelible quality within it. It's continually becoming something new and bold and beautiful and That is what I believe our church is doing. Now, 2,000 years ago, when the church was launched at the day of Pentecost, there stood a man named Peter. And and it was Peter who was the disciple that worked perhaps most closely and intimately with Jesus during his earthly ministry. It was also Peter, by the way, who left Jesus for dead on the night of his betrayal. But having seen the resurrected Savior and having been restored by Jesus, he stands as one who is ready to himself become timeless. And so it happens when he, along with the Twelve, are in an upper room in Jerusalem during the Feast of Weeks, which we refer to as Pentecost, 50 days after the Passover. And all of a sudden, a mighty blowing wind comes upon them. They feel so inspired to get out and speak passionately to the thousands upon thousands gathered there in Jerusalem that it is almost like 
Tongues with flames are over their heads. And then it is Peter who gives the second best sermon in the history of the church, the first being the Sermon on the Mount. He says, in effect, a three-part sermon, which leads me to believe that Peter was, in fact, Baptist. He says, God's desire for his people is for them to become timeless. It always has been, and it always will be. He refers to the prophet Joel, who says, In the last days, God's spirit will be poured out on all people. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. He says that that has always been God's desire. And then he says, through the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that desire became action. It was the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, a timeless story in and of itself that let us know that like Christ, we too can live into such a vision. But then this, the Holy Spirit fulfills the promise. And that Holy Spirit is here today. And those who will dare respond to its calling on their lives by repenting of their sins and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ will, like him, become timeless. Apparently, that message struck home with those who were gathered, so much so that in that day, 3,000 people thereabouts joined the church. Apparently, people as in the days of yore, as in the day of today, likewise want to become timeless. Now for you, sitting here today, what is, what is that scripture? What does it mean to you? Well, I think it means these things. If you receive and yourself embody the confession of repentance of your sin, of being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receiving the Holy Spirit... You will never experience a spiritual death or separation from God. You have what we call eternal life. And eternal life starts here and then is fully revealed to us in that place called heaven. Also, no matter your age, whether you're a child, whether you're a youth, whether you're a senior adult, you have the current and present ability to contribute to the kingdom of God in powerful ways. You prophesy. You too see visions. You too dream dreams. And then this. There is no longer any fear of getting old, which is something we all share. There's only the celebration of becoming timeless. That's what it means for you personally. Let me speak now to what it means to us as a church corporately. We hold true at First Baptist Church to the confession that launched the church, and we always will. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That much is true then, that much is true now, and it always will be. Amen? We will prophesy. We will see visions. We will dream dreams of what we are to pursue together as a church. While we have a 176-year history, we are constantly evolving with daring innovation so that we are also becoming the vision that God desires for us to be to Carrollton, the state of Georgia, the nation, the world. And such a season is now upon us as led by our strategic planning committee 
in the campaign entitled FBC Ignite. So get ready and start praying now. But lastly and most importantly, our becoming timeless means another recognizing so many that have come before us, but means another tidal wave of changed lives through the channel of this church in our city, our nation, and our world. Now, the day of Pentecost boasted that 3,000 lives were impacted in the name of Jesus Christ. It launched the church. But I see that number as a floor, not a ceiling. That was done through 12 men, one sermon, and of course, the Holy Spirit. We are 498 people on our roll. Now, I know some of you are saying, yes, but 100 of those not even the FBI could find. I get it. (laughs) So let's say we're 200-ish. How many people do you have to impact to be able to make not only the vision of 3,000 lives change, but oh so many more? There is no ceiling to how many lives this church is to impact through the kingdom of God. Students sitting in class each and every day at our middle schools, elementary schools, and high schools, you have four points of impact. A person who sits to your front a person who sits to either side, a person who sits behind you, four people in your immediacy, every single class, and to my estimation, that's about seven that you can impact in the name of Jesus Christ simply by learning their name and hearing a bit of their story. Well, that's 28 per youth and student. We're on our way. Adults, how many more? How many more are in your compass of influence? 3,000 With respect to Peter, his sermon, and the disciples, it's child's play. There are greater things in store. And in fact, we are already being that as well as becoming that. Now, I'll need to qualify that statement. Sometimes you know about your church not because of what church members say. You hear what the community members say about your church. And that's how you know what you truly are. And that's how you know what you're truly becoming. There was a gentleman who's become a friend of mine. His name is Bruce Guthrie. He's given me permission to say his name. And Bruce is an individual in our community that lost his son tragically to fentanyl, a plague which is causing scars and egregious wounds, not only here in Carrollton, but across our nation. His son was taken from him, and we connected as I had begun a journey with our church about what it means to be a place that continues recovery, that gives hope to the recovery community versus causing further stigma and shame to them. And Bruce was here last May and gave a word of testimony about his journey as a grieving father during a Wednesday night that we entitled, There is Hope. Many of you were there. It was this past Tuesday that I saw Bruce again at the recovery event here in Carrollton, Georgia. It was known as Mobilize Recovery, hosted by our city in our amphitheater. Everyone was invited. Bruce shared this with me. He said, your church has meant so much to me. You see, David, your church is not a come-as-you-are church. 
Now, I stopped because I've gotten a backhanded compliment or two in my life. (laughs) But then he said this. Your church is a go meet them where they are church. (laughs) I said, Bruce, you're in the press. Can I quote you on that? He said, absolutely. Your church is not a come-as-you-are church. Your church is a go-meet-them-where-they-are church. Now, that is both who we are, and it continues to be who we become as we likewise go out and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, repent of your sins, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. That, my friends, is timeless. It's who we are. It's who we're becoming. It's never old or out of date or antiquated. It is always cutting edge. So I say again as we conclude, rooted in Christ, we are never becoming old. We are becoming timeless. Happy anniversary, First Baptist Church. You are 176 years young, and the best is still yet to come. Will you pray? Our God, timeless in spirit, in purpose, and in renewal of broken lives, we give you thanks, and we turn our hearts to you for the possibility of personal change Should there be, oh God, someone who needs to confess the profession for the very first time that I need to repent of my sins, that means what I'm doing is broken and I need to change. Should there be, oh God, someone that says I need to be baptized, which means I publicly identify with the life resurrection of Jesus Christ. Should there be, so God, someone that wants to join our membership, not 3,000 in number, but always increasing and growing, may they do so now as led by your hope and your promise, that in so doing, they, too, are becoming timeless. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Would you stand, would you sing this, our hymn of response?